1: Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side. Denounce, let us denounce him. All those who are my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine. Perhaps he will be trapped, then we can prevail and take our vengeance on him. But the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble, they will not triumph. In their failure they will be put to utter shame, to lasting, unforgettable confusion. O Lord of hosts, you test the just who probe mind and heart. Let me witness the vengeance you take on them for to you I have entrusted my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked. The Word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Lord, in your great love, answer me.
1: Lord, in your great love, answer me.
0: For your sake I bear insult, and shame covers my face I have become an outcast to my brothers, a stranger to my children, because zeal for your house consumes me, and the insults of those who blaspheme you fall upon me.
1: Lord, in your great love, answer me.
0: I pray to you, O Lord, for the time of your favor, O God. In your great kindness, answer me with your constant help. Answer me, O Lord, for bounteous is your kindness, In your great mercy, turn toward me.
1: Lord, in your great love, answer me.
0: See you lowly ones and be glad. You who seek God, may your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the poor, and his own who are in bonds he spurs not. Let the heavens and the earth praise him, the seas and whatever moves in them.
1: Lord, in your great love, answer me. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans Brothers and sisters Through one man sin entered the world and through sin death and thus death came to all men inasmuch as all sinned For up to the time of the law sin was in the world though sin is not accounted when there is no law But death reigned from Adam to Moses even over those who did not sin after the pattern of the trespass of Adam who is the type of the one who was to come but the gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one the many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? The Word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew
1: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one, nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold? For a small coin, yet not one of them falls to the ground without your Father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid, you are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my Heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my Heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, we are in the twelfth Sunday in ordinary time. Again, ordinary means counted because we do not have boring or ordinary readings. We Nothing got ordinary great,
0: around here. That's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what stays in the production room just what happens? Yes. Is it just stays there. We just, we're not going we to edit out. it all that's out. That's right. right. <laughs> Um, but we really do see a theme of fearlessness today of course i think of the words of john paul too you know do not be afraid uh indeed jeremiah had such a a difficult life this is actually from jeremiah chapter 20 verse 10 this is his sixth lament to god for his suffering um and even though we start in verse 10 i want to go back to verse 7. it says here you seduced me lord and i let myself be seduced you were too strong for me and you prevailed All day long, I'm the object of laughter and everyone mocks me. And it goes on talking about how I'm trying to keep the word inside so I'll no longer be mocked and no longer under derision. But there's a fire burning in my heart, in prison in my bones, and I grow weary holding it back and I cannot. And so he speaks the word of God and that's where we pick up today. I hear the whisperings of many, terror on every side. Again, when you speak that truth, so many times back then and in the world today you will be really persecuted you will be given undue shame uh just for being christian speaking for christ and we see in this interior crisis that jeremiah was going through in this first reading really kind of four different i guess four different parts of this you see that struggle against injustice but then the personal attacks come he calls on the lord for strength he wants to see justice But then ultimately, he gives a praise to God before his rescue occurs, because this is a hope-filled prayer of confidence. We see those four things in our reading today.
0: Yeah. You know, the lifestyle of an Old Testament prophet, it wasn't easy. And it pretty much meant that you were going to be telling other people things that they didn't want to hear. And because the prophets were speaking on behalf of God, they were his messengers, their words were powerful and would often convict the hearts of the wicked. (laughs) who would then use their power and influence to undermine the truth and alienate those prophets from society. Now, Jeremiah is often referred to as the prophet of doom. And just like it was, you know, he said it like it was, there was no, there was no watering down. He didn't water down the truth to make it politically correct or to placate those who were violating the word of God. And in this reading, the prophet Jeremiah finds himself on the receiving end of the wrath of the priest. Pashur, who had high authority in the temple. And the reason that Jeremiah was in so much trouble was because he confronted the inhabitants of that region about their idol worship, and he warned them to turn back to God or suffer the consequences. But they didn't, and this prophecy came to fruition when Jerusalem was taken captive by King Nebuchadnezzar. so
1: so what you're saying is religious persecution is nothing new nothing (laughs) Nothing new new. it's sure difficult to live through but i tell you back then of course you know the reason for our nation was founded was to avoid you know people from england moving to avoid religious persecution and founding this nation And, and you know that really i think set the stage for the wisdom the beauty the foresight of our founding documents if you look at our Declaration of Independence, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. I think it's a recognition of that nature has laws. You would call that the physical nature, but there's also the recognition that God has created nature and those would be called moral laws or the laws of human nature. Uh, You can certainly engage in a a non- uh, non-Christian discussion. Non-religious, about, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we, we can't even sometimes engage people from a religious perspective. You can go into that natural law, even back as far as Aristotle teaching the teleos right. over the, or the essence of human nature. And how
0: God could be proved simply by truth, right? Yes, yeah. that's
1: right. So we have that in the Declaration of Independence. You have in our first uh, amendment of our constitution, no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise there are or, or thereof. So again, it's so important that we don't have a government-defined religion. But this also allows, it says, there's no government restrictions on the ability to worship. Our Constitution allows us the freedom of religion. Now, a very small minority now wants to not not only uh, freedom from religion... But the suppression of any religious expression in our society, and this is where we need to be those Jeremiah's, even though we're going to have terror on every side, we're going to have people who we thought were friends, uh, you know, try and take secular or paganistic tones against us. And just as... And I'm no, yeah, going to point
0: that's, that's where people get confused, the separation of, of church and state. Yeah. It isn't to keep religion out of um, state Offices or or state uh, actions. It is simply to prevent the state from dictating which religion should be followed. So that's That's exactly what I wanted to say. And
1: and really, in fact, I would say, and I, I wish I had a little more information on this. I was really reading recently also about how really. In order to have a a true functioning government government for the people, it has to be based on a moral order. And of course, our founding fathers founded our country on Christianity, how important that was.
0: Our success depends on it. right?
1: Exactly. And so I would like to ask folks uh, to go. If you're interested in the persecuted church, there is a organization called persecution.org. It's the International Christian Concern. And they have, you know, examples of Christian persecution, and we can maybe look at those and pray for those people and all those persecutions, not only abroad, but also here in our country.
0: I think the guillotine was involved a lot, right? <laughs> I think so. I'm just, I'm just saying. All right.
1: Well, let's move on to the Book of Romans in our second reading today. Okay,
0: right. We have a, a, a St. Paul, and he is giving us a striking contrast between the downfall of mankind that was brought on by the sin of Adam and the redemption of mankind that was brought about by the perfect obedience of Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, exactly. I love that contrast we have here. The disobedience and rebellion of Adam. But then how original sin is propagated by human nature. But then because of that, we have concupiscence or this tendency to sin. We need help because although we have free will, we don't have freedom from sin. And that's where we need Christ our Savior. And of course, Christ comes and reverses that sin of Adam And Christ's obedience and submission to his Father's will reverses the sin of Adam and restores us to eternal life. How beautiful that reading is today. Yeah, it is. Well, in our gospel today, we have a reading, Fear No One, Carla.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. The passage begins with Jesus saying to the 12 apostles, fear no one. And then he said that not even a sparrow falls to the ground without your Father's knowledge. He was speaking to the apostles and telling them that his father was also their father and that he is actively involved in their lives. But when trials happen in life, and eventually we're all going to experience hardship and trials in one way or another, it is that knowing, the promise that God is in control, that he is indeed our Father, and that he wants what's best for us, that that can make the difference between remaining strong and hopeful or giving into despair.
1: Yes, and that's why we have to expect persecution, but not fear. We have to be that hopeful people. Um, Peter Crafe, I thought, had a good reflection on this, and he provides examples on how Jesus gives us four reasons for fearlessness. The first is that everything will be clear and true in the light of heaven. So the truth will come to light, <laughs> and we will be uh, judged on those actions. Uh, the second thing is, the worst thing that can happen against our will is murder. And again, that's the taking of the body, but no one can take our soul. We are beloved children of God, and he is the one who has the ownership of our soul. The third is, we are precious to our Heavenly Father. And the fourth is, if we acknowledge Jesus, the Father will acknowledge us. Now, having said this, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It will be difficult. We will need to continue to develop our ability and, and to trust in the Lord, but know that he loves you, he cares for you, and he will never leave you. And there are signs of hope. We've had Roe v. Wade overturn. We've had Orthodox Catholic college enrollment skyrocketing in this country. There are many other examples that the media will not tell you. So in closing today, I want to ask you, find those signs of hope and live without fear. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to MaterDeiRadio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I Radio.com.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend.